Charlotte follows me inside. I charge straight through the halls toward the pool entrance and back. To put a lid on this breaking news, I need to know what news has broken. Three construction workers stand near their trucks, looking equal parts pale and enthused. I walk up to the one not wearing a hard hat, figuring he's the boss. What happened? He looks me up and down, and Charlotte jabs my arm with her elbow to let me know I'm being ogled. I point to him deliberately with my left hand, my wedding band and diamond catching the sunlight. I was talking to you. What's going on? His gaze sharpens, but he doesn't ask me who I am. Sometimes I can produce this authoritative effect. Thomas calls it my commander vibe. It's like this, lady. We was digging this morning right around sunrise. Me and my crew, we work hard, you know. And then Jack, that's him right there with the overalls, he shouts that his shovel hit something hard. Course, we don't want to accidentally break no pipes, you understand? I nod, knowing this guy's on a roll. So I said to stop, and he stopped. Went over to check, and lo and behold, there's this long thing in the dirt. Kind of deep, about five feet under. Ben got in there and pulled on it. Good thing he was wearing gloves, because wouldn't you know, it was a bone. Weren't no dog bone either. This was an arm bone, I'm pretty sure. Had some scraps of fabric on it, and the bone looked a little leathery. Where is it now? Well, lady, we just dropped it back in the hole, waiting on the cops or something now. Could even be the FBI. Sure does take them a while to get up to the top of this mountain. I nod, stepping toward the hole. Sure enough, a long brownish bone lies on top of the scooped-out pile of dirt. Thanks for your help, I say, turning back to the spa. Given what this guy has told me, I have good reason to man those phones. I imagine Tawny Creedon, the local hard news reporter, if there is such a thing in Buckneck, will be trekking her way up here as soon as word gets out. Charlotte falls into step easily at my side as we wend through the dim-lit indoor pool area, past the nail room and the sleek ebony-accented salon, where several hairdressers peer out windows, ignoring clients. She talks in a hushed voice, like she's in a cathedral. What do you think? Is that a human bone? It's so long, it has to be, and I think I saw fingers. Charlotte shudders. How would that get there? Maybe this used to be a cemetery? I doubt it, but don't want to assume the worst, as I want to do. No clue. Back at the front desk, I settle into my chair, wishing for a strong cup of coffee. Charlotte grabs her purse. I hate to go, but Mom's nurse needs to give me a report on things today. Will you drop by some night this week for cinnamon rolls and decaf? Will do, if Thomas isn't working late. I hate asking my mother-in-law, Nikki Joe to babysit, since she does during the days I work. Keep me posted. And I know you, Nancy Drew, don't poke around too much. Who, me? During the next hour, I follow Danny's instructions and rebook appointments for next week. I speak softly into the phone, trying to console the ladies in their rescheduling pain. Several times, Danny flits from her final henna job to my desk, her blue eyes asking the questions she doesn't. I fill her in each time. No police yet. I'm astounded at the apparent lack of concern on the part of the Buckneck police. I contemplate calling Thomas at his law office, since he sometimes eats lunch with the local cops.
but I realized that would only make Thomas drop everything and travel up here at breakneck speed. And if he knows, Nicky Joe would know. And if Nicky Joe knows about this phone, the whole town would know. Nothing against my mother-in-law, but that prayer chain is a powerful thing. Even if the poor person has been dead for fifty years, that bone would be cause for a prayer vigil. And I might get fired, which I really can't afford. A man in camouflage strides through the double doors, definitely lost. He's almost past the desk when I stop him by rolling my chair over and flinging out an arm. Can I help you, sir? He turns. I am struck by his dark eyes and thick salt-and-pepper hair and beard. Yes, ma'am, you could. He pulls a badge from his pocket. Detective Tucker, Buckneck PD. I'm looking for Danielle Gibson.